0: Uh, We are recording. Cool. Mm -mm. Oh, it's me, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I'm Michael Bott. And I'm Rupert Soskin. And this is the Standing With Stones Antiquarian Podcast.
1: This podcast is supported by monthly donations from our supporters at patreon.com. For less than £1 a month, you can join them, helping us to produce this podcast, films and other great content. Just go to patreon.com slash stones and click on the
0: Become a Patron button. Welcome to the Standing With Stones monthly podcast number 11. And this month, we're getting a little nostalgic. (laughs) Yes, this month's main topic
1: is yet another one we could talk about for hours on end. We certainly have, and
0: we certainly will. It's something that we've been asked so many times, and there's just too much to it to answer in the question times section. How did we choose the sites we visited in Standing with Stones? And how do we select the sites for our short films?
1: Mm, surprisingly more complicated and time-consuming than one would imagine. So very true.
0: So, first things first. What on earth is pushing back the boundaries this month, Rupert? Well, this is an unusual one for us, as in,
1: it's not actually Homo sapiens. This is a new finding in Siberia, between thirty-five and 50,000 years old, And it's what they're calling a tiara made from mammoth ivory found in a cave in the Altai Mountains in Siberia and known to have been a Denisovan dwelling. Wow. Now, to be honest, I don't know why they're calling it a tiara. Uh, It is a headpiece, uh, probably to hold the hair off the face or something. But judging by the size and the curvature, it was worn by a man.
0: And it's the oldest Eurasian discovery of its kind. You know, it, it it's surprising the amount of finds that have been coming out of Siberia over the past mm-hmm. few months. And you know what? I think there's I, th- I think there's a huge wealth of fascinating stuff we could talk about from Siberia, you know, Russia, Eurasia, call it what you want. Uh, and I, there's a whole whole other load of prehistoric culture from the Neolithic in eurasia that needs to be discussed sometime you yeah. know that's a matter for another podcast you know sometime in the future mm. but but anyway back here we're we're talking about way way before and another and another subspecies in the human genome yeah
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah yeah so but what so why why in this case given that it's such a remote thing uh, and there's you know, little evidence apart from the artifact itself. Why? Why are they so confident it was worn by a Denisovan bloke? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, when you When you think that we know
1: so little about the Denisovans, from, uh, I mean, total findings. is th- uh, Three teeth and and a finger bone, basically, is, is all That's we ridiculous. know uh, that they, they absolutely existed. Um, and uh, it's only from those that scientists have established that we have common ancestry. Uh,
0: mm.
1: So there, there's a fair bit they can discern from the DNA. Uh, but I still think it's a bit of a leap to feel so certain it was male, but uh, mm. but whether it is or not, the, the thing that made this stand out for me was not just because it's the oldest Eurasian example of its type, mm. but because until recently, we thought that Homo sapiens was a, was a pure, if that's the right word, subspecies of hominid. Then we found that with the exception of Africans, all humans around the world have Neanderthal uh, DNA, you know, mostly between 2 and 5%. Yeah. Um, and now, with all the advances in biochemical technology that we keep banging on about month after month, <laughs> we, we find that our ancestors were all mating with each other. And the latest DNA tech has revealed that our own genomes have DNA sequences from subspecies of hominid that we didn't even know existed. What?
0: <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Ap- apart from Neanderthals and, and Denisovans, there are other subspecies that we've yeah. got no evidence for, apart from are in, in our own DNA. Absolutely correct. Yes.
1: how many how many Uh, well how many that now that's a watch this space question really because more anomalies are coming to light all the time but apart from the denisovans uh and neanderthals obviously there are three that they are actually naming ghosts they're calling them ghosts because (laughs) apart, Uh, (laughs) apart from the uh the dna uh, there's no physical evidence for their existence yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of artefacts or bones. Um, but it is quite clear that, uh, that we are indeed a mixture of
0: subspecies ancestors. Some of whom wore tiaras, it seems. Indeed. Perhaps we should uh, rename Pushing Back the Boundaries to making things more complicated.
1: <laughs> that's
0: off the front, surely. <laughs> uh, uh, well, actually, while we're on the subject of changing things, regular listeners who are paying attention at the very beginning of this might have noticed that I introduced it as the antiquarian podcast rather than the megalithic podcast. Indeed, Yeah. Uh, well, it's just seeing as we do include a lot of general prehistoric archaeology that's... Um, that's not necessarily stony in nature. I just thought it might be more, I thought it, I just thought it might more accurately reflect the listening experience here. What do you think? Do you like yeah. it or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I do like it. I, I think uh, <laughs> we could even change it every month, couldn't we, the prehistoric podcast. I, uh, yes, I, I think you're absolutely right. It's, uh, you know, we've, uh, I think pretty much yeah. every month we've gone yeah, so the- well outside megalithic, yeah. Uh, specifics. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. So,
0: the, the words on the tin more clearly reflect. Absolutely. What,
1: uh, yes. The listening experience <laughs> will be. Uh, do give us your opinions, folks. No trolling, though, mind. We don't do trolling. Onward. Onward, onward. Yeah, on to the news. On to the news. What's first up this month, Michael?
0: Well. I know we're always talking about things being exciting, but this is exciting, right? (laughs) (laughs) A submerged prehistoric settlement has been found on Benbecula in the Outer Hebrides. Yeah, you see, now that's exciting. Near what used to be a forest. Mm -hmm. Now, it hasn't been accurately dated Yeah, though looking around the web sometimes you'd think otherwise, but the site includes actual butchery remains with a flint scraper still attached to the bone it was being used to butcher. Oh, wow. No, come on. That never happens. Wow. It never does, does it? Yeah, and they found a a quern for grinding grain and uh, other stone tools. Now, frustratingly, it's in the intertidal zone, intertidal zone. There's a phrase I've never used before. So they can't (laughs) preserve anything actually in situ. But the find includes the remains of uh, walls and buildings, or at least the footings of of walls uh, and buildings. But um, the forest aspect of the site is uh, partially fossilised but as man has been hugely responsible for deforestation over the countless thousands of years, at this stage it's impossible to be completely certain quite how dense the woodland was when the settlement was occupied. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they can date the trees, but we'll have to wait for the results on the artefacts themselves to get a better idea of their surroundings. Mm-hmm. But is there any guess on age, though? No, um, uh, n- not really. Um there was a report that said 3,500 years B.C. Mm. Um, But then there was other stuff that said uh, otherwise and other stuff that said there were no dates and... Uh, another site that said the Vikings were responsible for, um, <laughs> tearing down the trees, so the oh, so the locals God's couldn't sake. build boats anymore. I mean, yeah. And then in the sa- and then grouchy hat. I've got the grouchy hat on. Have you noticed? <laughs> Do it. Put on <laughs> then that late, hat. Then, la- la- then later on in the same article, uh, reporting that um, trees disappeared between ten thousand and whatever it was, um, four thousand BC from. Uh, so the From same the article Islands, you know, then so. blamed the Vikings. Uh, that's right. He, well, no, they blamed the Vikings first, then went on to uh, uh, get it right. It's extraordinary. Yes. Some journalists do need a little bit of a slap. Yes, but, you know, if you if that's the one article you read, how confused are you are going to be at the end of it? Yes. Yes, that's quite shocking, uh, actually. It's... Mm, anyway, grab your hat off. Yes. But it's, it's, it's great. More and more stuff is being found in Scotland. I mean, it uh, begs the question about the amount of work that's being done there and, and how this place was discovered in the first place. I do believe, though I, I, I can't uh, quite for, confirm, is that they were exa- it was because they were examining the partially fossilised woodland that they discovered the settlement. right? Which I don't think was actually in the forest, but I think between where the forest would have been and the shore. But now the settlement is in the sort of uh, in the intertidal zone, as I mentioned before. So it can't be. um, Well,
1: I've got something completely different here. Uh, They have found a 4,000-year-old board game carved into the rock floor of a rock shelter in Azerbaijan.
0: Wow, That's, that's, that's brilliant. But if it's carved into the rock, how do they know it's a... A board game, I mean, as opposed to a rock floor game, if you sort of see what I mean. A great question. And <laughs> the answer is because
1: it was a hugely popular game called 58 Holes, sometimes known as Hounds and Jackals. And actual boards and pieces have been found in various places, not least of all, the tomb of the pharaoh Amenamat IV in. Absolutely no idea what the rules were, although people think it was similar to Backgammon.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, The game was around for about 1,500 years. Yeah, But what makes this so appealing is simply that it was made in a nomadic rock shelter.
0: So a bit like using just a random scrap of paper for an impromptu game of noughts and crosses, like that? Exactly.
1: It's something you can play anywhere. And it's another one of those evocative remains where you can sit down beside something and absolutely know that you're sitting in exactly the same space as someone enjoying themselves
0: thousands of years ago. Uh, talking about exactly the same space, I don't know if it was exactly the same game, but it sort of reminds me of uh, of a game that I played um, years and years and years ago, um, Um, My memory is that it was an African game, you could buy it in the shops, I I can't remember what it was called, but the board looked pretty similar to um, uh, the 58 holes or hounds and jackals thing, which uh, if you go to uh, the show notes you'll be able to see, but those two rows of holes round uh, a board um, made out of wood or something like that, Do, do you have any memory? That Rupert, do you know what
1: it does ring a bell? And I remember my grandmother gave me a, a board game that was based on an old African game mm. when I was, oh God, I must have been about six or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. called Mancala. Oh, well, remember, and it was and it was uh with seeds or mm-hmm. it would originally the the notes in the box said that it was um originally it would have been played with seeds or pebbles that yeah. went
0: in the, that you would toss into the little holes yeah does that ring a bell with you it does it, uh, that's that's the bell it, it rang with me when i saw images of uh, 58 holes on um, which it, you know the, lord the, knows why i remember that it was called mancala you know, lord but knows, uh, yeah <laughs> Obviously made an impression. No, it's just that thing, you know, not only, uh, you, as you said, sitting in the same space as somebody enjoying themselves, but I can't think that this could be that, you know, this Mancala game would have been that different from this game they were playing in a cave no. No. all those thousands of years ago. Brilliant. Now, that is it. Is it's rather lovely, that. Anyway, it takes me to a, a similar find which I have to confess isn't uh, a completely recent discovery. It's about a year old, but it's so little known that I thought it warranted being a news item because I'm fairly sure it'd be news to most of our listeners. <laughs> okay, go on, don't be a tease. <laughs> well, it's a 4,000-year-old children's rattle found in Siberia. Siberia? We're back in Siberia again. It's Siberia again? Oh, wow. A children's rattle uh, made in the shape of a bear's, or a bear cub's, head. And it still rattles! Hey. <laughs> oh,
1: wow, that's fantastic. So uh, how do they know it was a child's toy, rather than something like
0: a shamanic ritual kind of shaker? Uh, excellent question, Monsieur Soskin. And it's because it has... <laughs> Uh, a very obvious um, handle, which is very much child size, so it's no use whatsoever to okay. an adult size. also, I have to say, having looked at images of it, it 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 says a bear's head, but it's it looks like a bear cub's head, and it's got a sort of mm-hmm. Disney, sort of cutesy feel to it. Which, if you look at it, you think that can't be anything <laughs> but a child's toy. Yeah, that's my that's my take on it anyway. Right. So it's fired clay um, uh, with what are probably tiny stones inside, which um, makes a tinkling sound when it's shaken. Yeah, there's something so special about artefacts which clearly relate to children. Yeah, even more so when they're toys. Effort put into life's pleasures rather than necessities, yeah? Uh, but it's not the oldest rattle ever found. One was found in Turkey in 2016 that predates this one by a few hundred years. But the Turkish example... It's just a, a ball-shaped toy. What makes the Siberian one so special is that it's very clearly a representation of a cutesy bear cub's head. Amazing, isn't it? Even 4,000 years ago, kids still loved their teddies. Yeah. Are there still such things as, as teddies, or are we dating ourselves horribly there? <laughs> oh, come yeah, on. The, 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 surely there are still teddy bears. I'm sure there are, not to worry. Anyway, moving on. Um, bringing it just a little bit closer to home, we've got news that Rupert and I are sort of involved with. Um, friends of ours, uh, Sacred Stones Limited. Uh, oh, yes. Toby Angel came on our last, um, the uh, manager and owner of Sacred Stones Limited came on our last um uh, live broadcast our youtube uh, uh, broadcast um so sacred stones build modern um long barrows and barrows as an alternative uh funereal and um internment is interment or internment internment yes Yes, as an alternative um, uh, interment uh, facility for, for ashes and remains. Too, yeah. Abs- absolutely. No, the news is that they're building a new one. They've got two in existence: one in Cambridge, Shire, and one in Shropshire. Um, but um, one is being built very close to where I am, uh, here in the middle of uh, Warwickshire very close, actually, to where I used to live previous to uh, to here. Mm. And very near the school where our kids used to go to, <laughs> when, when they were at primary school. So I know the area, and I know very well where it's being built. So the I think the news is that I'll be able to pop along there quite often and uh, bring news about uh, how a brand new barrow, I think it's a round barrow this one is, will be,
1: uh,
0: is being built uh, near Fanny Compton. And a lovely uh, thing it's going to be, yes. That was it. That was it. I just thought I'd pop that on on the end as a matter of uh, interest, yeah. Right, moving on. Yeah, moving on. So, moving on, the uh, main subject of uh, this eleventh podcast, and uh, (laughs) we're looking a bit sort of uh, inward this time, um, yes, uh, examining our own navels just a little bit. But it's a, it's a, it's a great backstory, isn't it, about uh, how we choose stuff? Because a lot of people wondered why their favourite site wasn't in the film. Indeed, they did. The film, Standing Stones, yeah. So, what's your memory of of setting off our raison d'être and um, how uh, how we came to choose stuff at the beginning? Well, I, I
1: think it, it, it's fair to say right from the outset that one of the things we wanted to do more than anything else was to show people stuff that they didn't even know existed. Yeah. So you know, so that was a big reason that we didn't go to
0: some of the. Most commonly known sites, unless there was something to say about them. But there, there uh, were. I mean, we couldn't have made standing with stones without going to without going to Stonehenge, without going to Avebury and no. Castle Rig, maybe New Grange. But they Coalition. have a level of
1: importance uh, that yeah. um, that sort of transcends. Really, it's. Uh, uh, I think that's fair to say. You know, you, yeah. as you say, we we could not have completely ignored Stonehenge, even though we were fairly dismissive, or we appeared to be dismissive yeah. of it in the film. But it wasn't because we um, were being dismissive. It was just because no, no. we made the point in the film. Everybody knows this, but what about blah?
0: Yeah, And there were practicalities, which we'll probably touch on uh, later. But b- beyond that, you know, it was choosing the stuff beyond that, beyond mm. the stuff that every everybody knows.
1: Uh, well, it, and, it just, uh, whatever we chose had to illustrate the story either with the information that it had to offer or because Mm. it was just stunning to look at, one or the other. Um, And, you know, we, we had our pet sites beforehand, didn't we? But loads of it were... You know, loads of the places that we uh, had in there were first timers for us as well, weren't they?
0: Absolutely, they were. Yeah. Um, which um, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd never been on a grand grand tour. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you, you knew Dartmoor pretty well. Yes, um, Dartmoor is with my besides. one of my
1: favourite stomping grounds that I've. You know, I'd, uh, I've been mooching across dartmoor for 30
0: years or something but yeah um... so, so you know it was a magical mystery tour for us mm. you know as we went um uh, and you know we hope that uh, that rubbed off of course has to be said has to be said that i don't it would the film would have turned out differently if it hadn't been for julian cope
1: that's very true that's very true all hail julian
0: um, uh, and The the Modern Antiquarian, mm. um, which was uh, a, a, a book that we both had copies of, I think, mm. before we uh, even thought about uh, making standing with stones. Indeed. And I think that was a, a large part uh, an inspiration. You know, the fact that he'd gone before and done that and mm. created this wonderful gazetteer of uh, what was out there. That was the exciting thing. Yeah. um Oh, you know. Oh, we got to go there. We have got to go there. We. Oh, we can't miss that out. There was a lot of that going on, wasn't there? <laughs> the, the, well,
1: there was, and it's it's actually it, it's funny when you think that um we. And uh, uh, apologies uh, to Julian if this sounds unfair, but there there are a number of sites in the modern antiquarian where we just knew that under different weather conditions or different light or whatever, that, oh my God, that would be amazing. Well, you know, the yeah. pictures in modern antiquarian might not... Uh, show it to its best advantage and in fact in fairness the photographs in the book standing with stones don't either because they <laughs> many of those photographs if not the vast majority of those photographs were taken during our filming schedule so if the weather was crap that's what we had and yeah <laughs> you know we could um, yeah but uh, but it did mean that we had uh, a number of sites in there that we just knew that if we were lucky enough to get the right weather conditions, that mm. uh, that we could make a f- staggering film sequence out of it. I mean, yeah. all, in, all in all, it um, it came out well, even if we didn't get the weather that we wanted half the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, thinking about it, um, you, you mentioned that two parameters which are really important. That was telling uh, a story, mm-hmm. you know, from Land's End uh, right up uh, to Orkney and... Uh, um, uh, and uh, the tomb of the eagles. But also, we wanted to put variety in there. Hmm. Um, there are many, many, many uh, stone circles, but also there are many, many stone circles that actually look quite similar. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, of course, there aren't just um, stone circles. There's m- many other... Um, monuments that we needed to include, which we knew belonged to the time, belonged, Mm. you know, I suppose it's within the Neolithic and Early Bronze Age that most of the stuff was concentrated. And I'm thinking um, uh, Formby Point, you know, that's not a monument or anything like that. But Mm. this idea of the footprints in the sand from 6,000 years ago, I mean... Why wouldn't you? That was a kind of no-brainer, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But you know what? It's funny that
1: I I have a magazine. I can't even remember what the magazine is, but it was given to me about oh, I don't know, 15, fifteen and twenty, yeah, fifteen or twenty years ago. And there was an article in it about a bloke who, he just walks his dog along the beach at Formby and okay. and he'd come across the footprints. Now, I didn't know anything about them before that, um, but it was just one of those things that, it you know, it sits in the back of your head thinking, oh, it'd be lovely to go and see if we could find those one day. And then it just, you know, and there it was, something that, Uh, gave a different aspect to the film that had just been sitting there, you know... It's it's probably still on my top dusty bookshelf yeah, somewhere. Yeah. But um,
0: and and but, it gave such a, a variety to the imagery as well, being able to yeah. shoot out there by the seaside and uh, and and you get your shoes on and me socks getting off. my shoes <laughs> off and <laughs> oh, and scraping in the sand, you know, yeah. illustrating that you know, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I can't remember for the life of me, you know, how much premeditated that was, or whether it was, uh, you know, something that occurred to us on the spot i don't know it was but that more was... or
1: less on the spot wasn't it we we wrecked because did we not um did we not actually sleep uh in the camper van in that car park that night by
0: the beach no we drove we drove for that one day we we set off early we didn't stay up there at all we drove up to to, to formby point it was a special journey it wasn't part of the you know long where did we uh, go film. after that we didn't we came home
1: Right, so We spent a long day.
0: We, yeah, That's yeah. A it, was a, day. it was It was one day that we just went particularly to Formby Point and then came back to Warwickshire. It was a long day. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there the, were the other places as well that we went, you know, just because they were a bit different. You know, uh, Dulo, for example. You know, a stone circle. It was a bit, a bit out of the way to go to it, but we went to it because it's a... It was in. It's made entirely of quartz stone. Yes. Lees, Lees uh, of Marley. Uh, you have me- to. Incl- <laughs> you have to go. You have to go to a, a stone circle where you drive through the middle of yeah. it and yeah. get footage of a car going through the middle of it. Yeah.
1: I, well, I I uh, I love that particularly because yeah. it it makes the point um, people aren't happy that. You know, a site has been butchered by oh, How could they have put a road through there? And you say no, it was always there. It's just they put tarmac on it now. But it mm. was, um and it's. I think it's so important to recognise that. That you know, this um, it reinforces the point that this was not a church. You know, this was a meeting place. This was a you know, this was yeah, a yeah. place on a on a route or what have you. And the road goes straight through it. Um You know, it is oh, important that- to.
0: Yeah, the, the, it being a one-off, and we can make that point. That was that was the you know mm. sort of a win-win kind of situation uh, with a place like uh, the Lees of Mali, yeah.
1: Yes, um, yes.
0: So going, going back to the, the original question that m- might have sparked this conversation off that we hear from, from people is, you know, why didn't you put so and such and such a site in? Why didn't you put that site in? Oi, you know, bot. Suskin, mm. what on earth were you we thinking about? How could you have bypassed my favourite site? I'm sure there must be a few. I can't, off the top of my head. Go on, can you think of one? West Kennet, would you believe? We did not put West Kennet
1: in. No. Did we not put West Kennet in? Do you know what? It's so funny over the years what has kind of blurred in my head. Well, that's, that's interesting, actually. Because- and do you know
0: why? Actually, thinking on, about why? it, actually, why it's because West Kennet is a heavily visited site, uh-huh. and we did the job that we would have done at West Kennet at Stony Littleton, yes, where, yes, the, yes, yes. where, where there was nobody to interrupt us, and we yes. could, you know, yeah. and I th- yeah, we planned the story, you know, because it starts in it we it starts the whole story starts in in the chamber in the black in the dark of yes. uh, of Stony Littleton, yeah. Do you know what it, it it is surprising? But another aspect of that,
1: um, it just brings up another point, which I'm I'm going off on one ever so slightly. But yeah. another interesting thing about West Kennet that I actually didn't know at the time. West Kennet is the second largest long barrow in Britain, and the biggest. Do you know what the biggest is? No, where it's do we not? it's 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 right there it's like a spitting distance away but it's on private land you can't visit it oh you're kidding me no
0: no uh, east know. east i know there's that's, east kennet yeah it? that's
1: it's um and it is
0: the largest oh. in britain and it's on private land um, Oh, my goodness actually do you know what i'm thinking now i'm i'm pretty sure west Kent, there is some footage of west kennet we just didn't make a song and dance about it i'm yeah. sure there is yeah
1: I, yeah, yeah, I just... Um...
0: But other than that, I, c- I can't really think of anything, you know, a grand omission uh, that we made. And in we always determined that we were going to limit the number to 100 or aim for it to be yeah. 100, 100 sites. So there's always going to be something missed out, particularly in Ireland, where, yes. uh, you know, you you, you just... You're falling over stuff left, right, and, and centre. so something, somebody's favorite, is always going to be was always going to be left out. It's completely
1: unavoidable. I mean Highland yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. I absolutely loved when we put that sequence in the film of just going over the maps. Um, yeah, because yeah. I I, yeah. You know, I you don't know how the well, point, well, well yeah. But the <laughs> well. thing is, I I don't know how well you remember that it, it was, um, uh, to a degree. Um, my anal thing about I just I do love maps, and I have got <laughs> ordnance survey maps of pretty much all of um the British Isles, but of course Ireland. Uh, is n- doesn't come under the jurisdiction of um, of Ordnance Survey they have their own mapping oh. uh, system yeah. of um, branch anyway and so I just had to get uh, a chunk of the maps uh, uh, <laughs> that were available and do you remember when we first opened a map just out of curiosity to you know just have a uh, just a look across the maps the way you do and just seeing this th- the whole map just littered. Absolutely littered Litter. with, uh, with sites.
0: I, I stone, couldn't standing believe. Standing stone, cairn, yeah. standing stone, standing couldn't stone, cairn, stone Couldn't believe Cairns what we were looking circle. at. Oh. boulder burial, boulder burial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and uh, I think, I mean, that's, we could, make, uh, we could make an entire series just of Ireland, couldn't we?
0: Well, it, yes, and it would be ridiculous trying to choose which sites to illustrate that yeah. to, uh, that with, you know, yeah. come up against the same problem. Do you remember that day, you know, um, you know, this is an example of us, you know, being light on our feet and uh, making uh, decisions on the ground because of what was in front of us. And I think it was after that, when you realised that, well, there were so many, ridic- a ridiculous number in the South, Mm. Uh, down there, that we uh, set out one day to um, get as many as we could. Just, just <laughs> yes, film as we many did. as we could.
1: We did. How yeah. many can we get in an hour? Wasn't it something that was stupid like that? That,
0: that's, uh, that's right. Unfortunately, one of those, the cross-inscribed stone, that uh, that didn't appear in the film with our um, farmer chappie that we met that explained. No, that's
1: true. On that curious little spiral mound.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, so that that was uh, that was fun. Did we ever change our minds en route, where we we decided that we wouldn't do that after all? And, uh, decided. Um, I don't think so.
1: Well, I don't think we did, but we certainly changed our minds about script oh, on a number of occasions. Absolutely. I mean, this is something that I, I know we've... I know we've made this point before, but it's that you know somebody said something once. We were only saying this um, recently, actually, on mm. um, on maybe it was the last podcast where somebody said something once, and everybody has carried on saying that ever since, even though yeah. they may never even have visited the site. Mm. And so we might have read a hundred books, yeah. and I I had written script accordingly
0: based on what yes. we
1: thought we were going
0: to find. Yeah. And as an aside, and, as an aside, the campervan when we were travelling around filming is weighed down on one side with a library <laughs> of megalithic books. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, carry on, sorry.
1: Um, but it w- but we would arrive at you know whatever site and uh, and you know do, do a little recce on planning on you know so Mike looking at everything saying okay we'll shoot from this angle that angle what have you and then just having to go, no, hold on, regroup, (laughs) because it's not what it says in the books at all. You just, uh, you know, it had to be completely reassessed and rewritten, which, uh, you know, again, uh, uh, one of the genuine uh, luxuries might not be the right word, but one of the genuine benefits of us being in total control was that if we had been, for the sake of argument, on a BBC schedule, that yeah. it would have been turn up at a site and film what's on the piece of paper, not, mm. oh, hold on, we'll take the day out and rewrite this. Mm. Um, you know, so we were very lucky that we were able to uh, control all that and, and do yeah. what we needed to do. I was trying to think of somewhere. Um, Rudston the only thing- uh, springs to mind there that we knew we knew were um, we knew we were going there to film the Rudston Monolith but it yeah. was everything that became apparent around that that we yeah. hadn't been aware of at
0: the time actually Rudston monoth- Monolith is a case in point because one other sort of parameter of choosing stuff was extremes yes Rudston monoth- Monolith the tallest um, mm. you could say you could say Caramore, um uh, Cemetery the oldest yes Brown's Hill Dolman heaviest, yes,
1: yes. We did like to um,
0: mix it up. You, you know, you, once you're aware of these things, it's a mm. it's quite a thing to incorporate. Yeah. I tell you what, do you know? There's one other thing that's occurred to me, Rupert, and that? and that and that is that actually it's a um, a question of uh, inclusion. There's some stuff being included in the film that people might not have thought, might not have expected. To be there, yes, and I suppose uh, the oddity is including stuff from the Isle of Man that is a very
1: good point, actually. Um, yeah. because people just they the people seem to know the Scottish Isles a lot more than they know the Isle of Man, most oh, yeah, people just yeah, yeah. I don't know, it doesn't enter people's heads to go there, whilst it has some of the most extraordinary archaeology to be found. In the whole of uh, the British Isles.
0: So, how come we bucked the trend and ho- made a whole section about the Isle of Man? Well, we're probably uh, two
1: very few, people, two of the very few people who uh, uh, who actually uh, work together and uh, and both have a history of uh, that includes the Isle of Man. It's, uh, it's yes, it's quite
0: a- I happen to have been born there, um. <laughs>
1: and uh, and I lived there for a few years. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, it's uh, it's a funny thing that I mean I, it's funny. The, the time that I was on the island, I, I do you know what we must have had this conversation, Michael? But I'm damned if I can <laughs> remember. But because uh, I discovered the Isle of Man because I was invited to go over there to look at the archaeology, basically, and uh, yeah. and uh, and so I, I actually spent over a number of years. I um, I would <clears> take people to visit a lot of the prehistoric sites there uh, so it, it so it really was my main reason for uh, for discovering it in the first place but um, yeah. how because you you actually left quite young though didn't you Michael uh,
0: I did um, I was uh, oh, no more than five or six I think when, oh, wow. uh, when yeah. we left okay. yeah. yeah but it's a it's a funny thing uh, despite that uh, it, it, it has a strong strong uh, pool for me. And I've been back Mm. uh, there several times uh, since, but it was a kind of no-brainer to, uh, bearing in mind how rich it is in prehistoric sites. um, But sites that are
1: so unique, Uh, I think that's the most uh, astonishing thing about the Isle of Man, more than anywhere else. mm, Okay, maybe not including Orkney, but, but more than most of the rest of the British Isles, that when you look yeah. at places like Mull Hill, for example. Mull Hill, that's exactly um, what
0: I was thinking it,
1: of. a completely unique uh, burial site where you've uh, you've got the, this ring of... Uh, ring of, of kists, isn't of it? Of kists, yeah. And uh, I, there's a number. I mean, Castellinard is a long barrow. Yeah. Wow, I and mean, that's just
0: yeah. a phenomenal sight. And then, uh... oh, the, um, the 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 little quartz box. Now, there's another. Uh, that's another little thing to look at because that hmm. got included in Standing with Stones, and it was a very amusing little piece to do. Um, <laughs> well, but, because I kept cracking but, up. <laughs> well, yeah, that as well. But um, nobody will find that in any books anywhere. No, they that won't. That was that was. Local knowledge that was, you know, mm. you. How did you come to choose that? How did you come to know about that in the first place?
1: Um, I,
0: um,
1: I met a bloke, uh, <laughs> and it was probably the second time that I'd been to visit the island. And I met a chap who, uh, he was just a walker, he was a real, he was a bit of an odd bloke, nice bloke, but just he was a. A loner, and he just used to love walking the hills on his own, and uh, and so I asked him because you know he he's uh, born and bred at Manx, and so I, I asked him if we could just go out for a walk one day and he could show me places that he knew. Uh, obviously, wow. he you know I was talking about prehistoric sites, and so we spent uh, a couple of days actually. Just mooching around, and he took me to uh, to. This. It's only marked as a can on the map, and uh, and if you went up there to look at it, you would probably ignore it because unless you knew where there was a hole in the ground that doesn't to no, the eye look any bigger than a rabbit hole, it's very Alice in Wonderland.
0: Well, that's right, and, and um, the can itself is just a a bump.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. just a bump in the ground. If and if you didn't know you would not find out it was it yeah. was just because i'd been i'd been taken there by this bloke and i'd forgotten that and i forgot his name yeah. um but uh, but yeah how often do you find a site that is made entirely of quartz blocks
0: yeah stunning That you can get into that, Yeah. it's it's a, a little hidey hole
1: um, very very
0: very good yeah
1: there's uh, there's one of the other sites on the isle of man um Uh, the Aragon uh, circle that's on the west side of the island. Overlooking Uh, the sea. And yes, and that is a tiny little circle of stones uh, on a a little mound. It's just so sweet, actually. It's such a pretty sight. And that, I think, does it alternate quartz and granite? But again, it's one of the few sites that incorporates... Deliberately placed white quartz. Um,
0: yes. yeah, it's, it's hard to tell to. under the under the seagull poo, <laughs> as I remember.
1: <laughs> seagull poo, lichen and algae. Yeah, to, to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and the chasms, the uh, the hut circle. That, oh, that was, well, uh, actually, yeah, now well. that
1: uh, that was serendipity because I went to the chasms just because. Uh, it 's known you know geologically it 's known as a fantastic place yeah. and uh, and so it was another aspect of just looking at the maps. I knew that I was yeah. going there just to look at the uh, the amazing geology and then I saw this yeah. hut circle marks uh on the edge and yeah it is really it 's just it 's fairy tale stuff. Really. So
0: is. as as we're going through this thing and uh, sort of a little journey down memory lane, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, there was so much variety. Mm. You know, that was that was a thing. Getting so as much variety as we could into that 100, uh, 100 sites uh, l- limit. Then, yeah, some stone circles were going to be uh, left out for the yeah. sake of yeah. getting as much. Uh, Variety uh, in there, and also we did make detours to 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 places we thought that we would just be pretty unashamedly, uh, absolutely as we should. You know, it was our <laughs> duty to uh, to do so. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, um, more yes, which is you know actually not very. The stones themselves aren't very uh, interesting to look at, but a spectacular location. The landscape is phenomenal, though. Yeah, and, Uruk, uh, of course. That Well, um, <laughs> Urach well, uh,
1: is. Um, yeah, that, that's the best laid plans, isn't it? That um, uh, it's, it's, yeah, oh, yeah, one to bring up because that, in fact, it, it illustrates the point very beautifully about how uh, we had to be thinking on our feet because. Uh, we knew from Julian Cope again, actually, we knew from Julian Cope's book that the site, very picturesque site, on the banks of a lake with a waterfall, (laughs) we got there for it to be an absolute (laughs) thick... It it wasn't actually raining at the time, but it was thick fog. It was soaking wet because we'd had days and days and days of rain leading up to that. One of those where you have to walk... 100 yards from the car, and your boots are just getting heavier with every
0: step because the oh, mud's I, sticking. Oh, I, I thought we were going to die yes. actually on that hills, but not so much getting to uh, the stone circle. Um, by which time it was dusk, and we couldn't possibly have filmed it. You know? I mean, we, we, you know, uh, I won't go into the details, but it was the horror was trying to get back to the car because it was pitch black. It was. And there there, there were bogs, weren't there? Yes, we could have we could have sunk into a bog. We could, up there, we could could still be be there, Rupert. We could, (laughs) we could. It was funny. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Not not a little, little bit scary. And I tell you, I tell you what. There's somewhere there is somewhere that that might not have got into the film because it. um, How shall I put it? We we were tired. And and emotional, I think. <laughs> I'm thinking trying to find the Druid Circle <laughs> above... Um, well, I didn't want to go. Which, the Druid Circle above, where am I thinking of? Conwy Bay? I was just... Uh, I was so
1: knackered and I, I just... But again, you see, uh, I think it's one of those... It got quite
0: cross with me, listeners. Oh, well, I,
1: I, I kind of did. Um, and, and I think that the thing is that... um. Uh, and i'm I'm glad you persuaded me, obviously, because it uh, you know it was a lovely piece of the film but um it's one of those things where I've written words, I know what I want to say, but you've got an image in your head you know you yes. know what you want yeah. to do I, and <laughs> uh, and so I, n- an
0: image in my head is not quite so easy to convey as you know words on a piece no, of paper and yeah, and so and
1: I was just thinking, do you know what I, I just want just want to have something to eat and go to sleep, and uh, 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 <laughs> and you persuaded me, and uh, and quite quite rightly too, because it was you know, a long
0: walk. It was, it was, it was a long, long walk, and we, we weren't. God, we was, I felt lucky to find it. I thought he's going to yeah. kill me if we don't find it. <laughs> <place. laughs> so, yeah. um, making our way up the. Uh, well, do you
1: know, it's it, it's. It's funny, isn't it, that we knew from the outset—well, say from the outset—what we you know once we had got all, you know, our list together. You know, when we've been mm. sticking pins in the map for, lord knows how long, and all of that. So we knew we wanted to end the whole, uh, the whole film at Tomb of the Eagles.
0: Um, My memory is that um, um, I had uh, very early on said. The obvious place to finish is the Tomb of the Eagles. Uh, we always wanted, you know, it to be a journey from Land's End up until up and up to the north of Scotland. Yeah. Uh, you know, sort of Land's End, to John O'Groats, but of course, Orkney's uh, beyond uh, John O'Groats. Um, so I remember um, picking up a book about the Tomb of the Eagles many, 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 many years ago, and it was one of the uh, inspirational books, you know, for. Uh, it, it was one of those books that said, all right, one, the, one day I'm going to go there. Mm. Uh, I'd always had that lurking at the back of my mind. And I think uh, you know, so it was a no-brainer for me that uh, we should attempt to uh, finish at the Tomb of the Eagles um, uh, and reveal this wonderful place to people because yeah. not all that many people know about it um but it's a very important uh, site and it's got you know and the story behind it is uh, is fantastic
1: yes and we were lucky enough to uh, meet
0: mr simerson himself um, we were yes uh, ronald simerson uh, who uh, was the farmer uh, owned the land uh, yeah. where he he found the tomb of the eagles and uh, cutting a very long story short he undertook to excavate himself because the authorities
1: so, just wouldn't take any notice of him
0: yeah yeah,
1: it's amazing. Yeah, hats off to the man.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so there was a story there again. You know, <laughs> the driving uh, that. But after having visit, you know, got up there to Orkney, having visited Skara Brae, having visited um, uh, Stennis and yeah. Maze Howe, uh, of course, it was uh, a beautiful thing to um, to get to the tomb of the eagles, and an example of stuff on the ground. Uh, yeah. Really, changing the film or making the film, or, or you know, in really, really informing uh, the film, and I'm, I'm thinking, of course, of that little black button. The little black button. Little black it all button. became
1: so personal for me when uh, when we were looking at a lot of the stuff. You know, they've got a lovely little museum there um, adjacent to. Uh, why well, I say adjacent, close to the site, uh, but when we were allowed to actually manhandle, you know, because we had gone there to film, they, they, you know, they'd accepted that we we were going to film, you know, that was all, you know, that was all a welcome, yeah, yeah. and and we were allowed to manhandle, you know, whether it was the skulls, you know, actually. Holding someone's head in your hands is a, uh, mm, is actually, is a, you know, it's a profound thing mm, for me. Mm. Um, but then that button and yeah. that just blew me away. And, mm. um, uh, and in actual fact, I don't know if you remember this, but well, it was the first day that we went there. Yes. And they wouldn't let us touch the button. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? And, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was only when we were you know back on the bus and and it was kind of coming together really in my head and thinking well no hold on that that's where it really gets personal when you've got something like that this yeah. beautiful little button that you know not just the fact that it was made to such high um standards you know i mean you, you yeah. didn't wouldn't look out of place on any piece of modern jewelry okay. and uh, and yet that was something that was genuinely personal and that for me that was no, we've got to end on this. And and I I I can't tell you how awkward I felt when we went back to them the following day when it was our filming day and and me kind of sheepishly saying, Can we have your button?
0: (laughs) 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 And And then saying, Yeah. We'd we'd planned in a positive way, but do you remember going into Cork Kirkwall? especially to find a bit of cloth to uh, set it against.
1: Yeah, so we did. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: That that bit of blue cloth. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we you know we got the bit got our blue cloth and and went back to the, the museum and we got that shot and a, a beautifully written um piece of script to end the well, film. We
1: convinced them didn't we by I actually I read them what I wanted to say. Ah. Do you remember? That was that? it. And, uh-huh. uh, and, and one of the girls sniffed and said, I wish I could write like that. And <laughs> I thought, like, okay, well, that sold it. Good. Um, you old charmer, you. That was very sweet. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was really a magical, magical place. Um, very lucky we were. Lucky. I
0: think it, it topped it off, you know, because of the the whole journey and and choosing places and, and and stuff like that we were standing with stones. The the reason for it, the background for it was to try to get close to people, not stones so much. <laughs>
1: it's a good point. It's a good point to make. Yeah. 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 Um uh, uh,
0: and although the stones held this wonderful aesthetic thing that was, you know, made a great Travelog, but it, as you said in the film, it's only by being here, standing with these ancient stones, yeah, that we begin. Yeah. We begin to get a grasp of yeah. Who these but
1: it, were. It, it's a, no, it's a good point that you're making
0: there. Though I mean, mm. th-
1: yeah, th- that even now, you know, when when people go to visit sites, and mm. I'm not going to say guilty, but we're all, um we're all. Let's say wrapped up in this. I think that when when we go to sites, it's mm. very much about we like to be alone with the sites. You know, yeah. we like it almost to feel as if nobody else goes there. It's our special place, or what have you. You know, it's lovely
0: yeah. when you find. And there are many, many places you can do that. Yeah.
1: Um, so when we do go to visit sites, you know, is it is it about us? And our relationship with the stones, or is it about sharing the space where our ancestors were, is it about trying to get our heads around what they were doing there, how they interacted yeah. with the the sites it's a it's an interesting thing I think we you know we'll never fully resolve yeah
0: that. one's a very left brain activity and one's a very right brain activity that is a very know. good point yeah. <clears throat> yes. So there's a there's a question for you, dear listener. We'd love to hear back from you on, on that. You know, what yeah. inspires you about your favourite sites? You know, is it the solitude? Is it the meditation? Is it that you can um, connect with, or do you th- find yourself inhabiting it with uh, people um, from from the past, inhabiting and what they were up to, what their purpose was? That is our question. It is a lovely question to end with as well, because uh, <laughs> otherwise we'll talk all day. Once again, oh, we we were going to mention also our reasoning behind how we choose the the sites that we're visiting now that we're making a short films I, about in, now. Yeah, you
1: know? we were, weren't we? And uh, and we haven't. Well, in many ways, we've we've already said it really, and that's uh, does it tell a story? Is that fair? I I think uh, I mean certainly for me, it's down to are we actually telling people stuff that is worth knowing i mean i do-
0: that's right yeah <laughs> is there enough actual information to um uh, make an interesting short program that's mm. that's the thing and and that's what the, the thing that surprises us so much unless you're dealing with Avery, unless you're dealing with stonehenge unless you're dealing you know with the, with the mega sites that um, have been you uh, know, examined and dug over and over, and any way you can get the information about them elsewhere, you know, we, we'd be sort of Johnny Come Latelys, then, wouldn't we? A bit? <laughs> <laughs> but the smaller sites tend not to have been examined that yeah. much, and consequently, there's not that much information. So. Sometimes the although there may be a beautiful photo, photography to be had, there's not much information to convey, and so um, mm. constructing a story. But nevertheless, we will do our best. We, <laughs> yeah. we will. We but, always do. There are other practicalities, of course. You know, to, uh, as uh, you know, whether or not Rupert Soskin is in the country, and uh, you know whether <laughs> he can. Uh, get their accessibility, which is the good news, I guess, about, you know, I don't know if you know, I bought a uh, a, a, a sort of camper van, a sort of uh, a camping car that I can get to places ad hoc (laughs) and uh, get footage and It'll be more a story about me rather than the sights, I think the films coming out of that, uh, yeah. that um, Simi-
1: similar age though, so it
0: doesn't. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yes, <laughs> you've you've hit hit upon it. Um, feeling the age. Hey, so yes, I think that's about um, all we can say about that, but yeah. nevertheless, um, yeah. we, we, if, if we've we can enjoyed...
1: inform you in in a new way, we will. If we can't, we won't really bother.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we've enjoyed what we've done so far, and, mm. and particularly uh, the Devil's Quoits and Roll Right Stones is still uh, pending, but will be with us very soon. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. There you go. So, shall we move on now? No, I think we should, yes. Have we done on. that? Okay. Clever lads. All right. All that brings us very nicely indeed to question time. Oh, yes. What's popped up this month? Uh, awesome. well, it, well, do you know what? We have a, a, very, a rather pointed question
1: from uh, Steve Brooks in Steve As in, ouch,
0: ouch, and, we should feel... What-
1: Well, maybe. Um, We kind of mention these things from time to time, but uh, Steve Brooks in Stevenage. uh, I must admit that tickled (laughs) me. Steve in Stevenage. Um, Little things. Yeah, I wonder if he moved there deliberately. Um, Steve (laughs) asks, uh, you were talking a few months ago about the amount of sites that have never been properly dated. So how do we know they aren't massively older or younger than archaeologists
0: say. Uh-huh. Ah, <laughs> Stephen Stevenage, a free thinker. <laughs> yes, a challenge. Well, ch- ch- shall I tell him, or, or shall, there, go on, you or, go, or go for you want it. To do it.
1: You go for it.
0: <laughs> oh Lord. Um. No. Well, the simple answer is we don't. <laughs> We, do, we don't. <laughs> no. That's the extraordinary thing. No, it's true,
1: isn't it? I mean, if, if you're talking about measurable certainties, you know, we don't. But, you know, I mean, joking aside, it's mostly based on
0: educated guesswork and probability. Yeah, I mean, it could be, uh, you know, whatever it is, it could be based on something local that nails it down or that's genuinely known. You know, but that's... But that's local in time Mm. Uh, or is apparently similar to something else that is known uh, or its geographical position. There's all sorts of pointers. But the reality is that um, a lot of a lot of dating is just approximate anyway. Um, Mm. Even radiocarbon, you know, is approximate. You know, it has a a range added to it, which is frustrating. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, and radio carbon is the best; the time, it's the most accurate, but it's mm. in other ways it is also um, very frustrating. Yeah, uh, it, I, I it, there's a lot of wriggle, Still, a lot of wriggle room in it. There is it, a right? lot of wriggle room Are you trying to uh-huh. match things up.
1: It's uh, it's interesting. I, I suppose wait, if if you look at uh, the Roll Wright Stones, is probably a nice example.
0: They're there nice of example, exactly indeed. this problem, where yeah.
1: the the monuments themselves. So, the stone circle and the dolmen and uh, uh, and the outlying uh, monolith, yes. none of them uh, individually dated, but they have found stuff all around yeah. that clearly relates to a settlement so it's not unreasonable to uh, yeah. to apply you know if you if you know that you've dug up something that is x thousand years old and you're looking at monuments that that we know elsewhere tally with yeah. that sort of period, then it's yeah. completely reasonable to, um, you know, to work on the basis that they uh, belong together. But, uh, but you know, do we actually know for 100% certain? No, we don't.
0: No. Uh, talking about the, the, the roll rights, I mean, the, the thing there is that it was inhabited, or well, there was a settlement there over mm. thousands of years. Yeah. You know, we, we've got um, stuff... Coming right up to the Roman period, I don't know if there's a, you know, but certainly Iron Age. And how do you link the stones into that? Yeah, one assumes they're very, very, very old, in indeed. Mm. Um, you know, the, the number sort of five thousand years old always comes into mind, but that's yeah. only that's a, that's only fixed as it were, because it, it looks like it looks like stuff that is thought to be. Five thousand years old up in cumbria (laughs) but the the dating thing can get um really complicated
1: well you you could you could very much argue that uh that a a lot of archaeology is as much art as it is science
0: really yeah
1: Um, yeah you know interpretive art but um
0: uh yeah go on i mean you well yeah i mean we've got relative dating yeah um you know sort of relating stuff to other stuff found in the vicinity Mm. but then you've got to relate that to stuff that's elsewhere um and then you have to have established a date in the first place for stuff that's (laughs) elsewhere you know um but um uh stratigraphy yeah uh, or stratigraphy. stratigraphy, yes. Stratigraphy. Um, style analysis, as in beaker ware and um, grooved ware. Yeah, and,
1: actually, we should probably for listeners sudden- uh, define stratigraphy if they're not familiar with what it is. I mean, it's uh, uh, measuring the date of something from the rock strata in which it is found.
0: Yeah, well, that would go for dinosaurs, rock strata, but yeah. uh, in archaeological terms, you don't find stuff in rock. It's in. Um, um, soil, you know, Yes, but, ne- sub- but n-
1: nevertheless, uh, uh, strata replies. In fact, that's how they've dated yeah. an awful lot of stuff. Uh, in fact, you know, finding yeah. Clovis Point, yeah. for example, in, uh, in oh, the United right. States. Okay. Um, but you've got to know
0: your soils, haven't you? You certainly do. Uh, even just thinking about it, uh, it uh, fries the brain. Try, mm. You know, uh, that's not going to be that accurate, is it? Mm. Uh, and if you if you're trying to establish something, the the process of something of how one thing came before another, in order to construct a story that holds together, um, you, you've got to get down to you know at least below the century level. Mm. At least you know you really ideally want to be in terms of twenty or thirty years in order to create a story about how one thing led to yeah. uh, another, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have to say it's a, it's such a blessing that
1: uh, that as technology romps on and we get mm. uh, you know all the things that are coming out with isotope analysis that are so yeah. much more accurate than anything we've ever had before. Um, you know that, yeah. that's turning everything upside down, really, which is very
0: exciting. And we got radiocarbon dating, mm. C C twelve, C fourteen stuff, um, luminescence dating. Well, now that does apply to rocks.
1: Do you know what? It? Yes. I, in fact, I think um, optical lumotherminescence, and I think there is a few different techniques that are uh, similar, but yep. where you can tell just because of the way uh, anything, but you know, rocks, ceramics, all sorts of stuff like that, the way they react. On an atomic or is it a molecular level? Well, no, it's got to be atomic. Yeah. Um, how they react to being exposed to uh, to to the light, you know, so that you can tell with a you know if so if a surface has been scratched uh, on a rock, then you can measure through this technique. You can measure when that underlying. Uh, you know, the scratch when that was yeah. exposed. And, yeah, uh, yeah that's um, that's actually pretty
0: accurate, I think. Yeah. If I can just sort of round this off, in the last podcast we did, we were talking about um, uh, the beaker culture coming um, in at the end of the Neolithic. Mm. And I was thinking a lot about that very specific point around about 2500 B.C., where it's reckoned that the, uh, the sarsen stones at stonehenge uh, went up where this becomes really really pertinent um where you need to be able to date to very fine granular uh, periods mm. in order to be able to say with certainty that the either the beaker folk who brought the culture over had something to do with the construction of Stonehenge, mm-hmm. or they didn't, <laughs> and that's a crucial, crucial question to our understanding yeah. of the whole monument. Yeah, yeah, it is, and, and what was going yeah. on in 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 that uh, mm. settlement round there? So, yeah, um, just I thought that'd be interesting to round that off with. Yeah, no, it's that's it's a right, very good point. You know, and you
1: can yeah. you can just take you know, it, take the last say two hundred years of our history and yeah. mix it all up so you actually don't know what order any of it uh, should yeah. uh, should be, and then try to make the story out of it. You know, it's
0: just mm. psh, you're right. Yeah. Hey, Brilliant. I, well that got rather deep, that didn't it? Did, yeah, thanks, Steve. That's surprise <laughs> That that's that that uh that that boulder's a bit of a googly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope that's but, answered uh, your
1: question, though, Steve. Um,
0: yeah, I think we may have—I think we may have actually picked it out the—the the, uh, picked it out the crease and uh, and got a four out of that. <laughs> Don't you think? Did, it, did that one cross the boundary? I think it probably did. <laughs> <laughs> With apologies to our friends on the other side of the Atlantic, that was a cricketing reference. Anyway, oh, we're wittering, wittering, wittering. Yeah. What do we do next? I think we. are uh, stone it's stone month. head of the, month, of the month it is <laughs> shall we <laughs> shall we carry on I don't think we should yeah stone head of the month well this is fun this month's um stony is Phoebe Phoebe <laughs> is a 10-year-old Newfoundland Labrador cross. No, no, no. I just that's John H Barker is <laughs> our stone head of the month and Phoebe is his faithful dog that appears in so many of his wonderful photographs.
1: Indeed, and forgive uh, me he... John, but you have no idea
0: how much it pleased me that your surname is Barker. <laughs> As I've said before, little things, but let's move on. <clears throat> Um, Yeah, no, John has been uh, posting wonderful photographs in the Stanley Stones community uh, of his wanderings around about the uh, the Scottish borders. Um, And I don't think I remember seeing a picture from John without Phoebe. If Phoebe is not in one of your photographs, John, we'll worry. (laughs) Yes, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. Do you know what? I mean, it's a brilliant thing having phoebe in the photographs because more so much more than a lot of photographs we see having um, having phoebe in them gives a sense of scale yes, and proportion is to true. even even the most boring looking lump of rock it yeah. gives it a wonderful context you know and brings the photograph to 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 life yeah. so uh, yeah 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 uh, uh, thank you for the photographs they're sweet obviously phoebe's a very sweet dog <laughs> Looks like she should be wearing a cloth cap and carrying a stick, or somehow. at
1: least at least a standing with stone first <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and also, of course, it's um, it, it's not just the lovely pictures, but uh, that John has the notion of including uh, grid references for the sites. Yeah, he, he does, visited. which is
1: fantastically yeah. helpful for. All of us, you know, it's uh, yeah.
0: it's a good thought. Yeah. Well done, John. Which brings us to Whimsy. Oh, yes, it does. Tell us about Whimsy. But you know
1: what? This month's Whimsy, it went from so exciting to... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: about, it was about a month ago. Yeah, forgive us if you already know about this one, but we couldn't. We couldn't it leave pass, it out, could really? we? No, it's got to go in. This here. is
1: up in Aberdeenshire, and uh, all hugely excited because a new or previously unknown recumbent stone circle had been found on farmland in. Uh, it's the parish of Leachel Cushney, and well done. um, and. Just everybody was so excited because you know new sites are they happen so seldom, and everybody jumps up and down with excitement when they do. So to find a new recumbent uh, was major, and we were all excited about going up there and having a look. Anyway, it was oh yeah, a, we were weren't we? Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> and it was only already.
1: <laughs> a matter of weeks before. Yeah. Well, actually no. The the farmer who'd put it there in the nineties actually came out and said,
0: no, no, that was me. Uh,
1: <laughs> he just fancied having one on his own land.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it must have been a, a really personal project as well, you know, just think, you know, I'll 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 just I'll just build a, a recumbent stone circle and I'll keep it to yeah. myself. Nobody'll know about it. Yeah. On my land, I'll just do that thing and I'll I'll be happy. <laughs> It's hysterical. Mind you, I, yeah. I do think that uh, if we can find the
1: excuse that we should go up there and interview him at some point, you know, just to ask sure. him, um, come on, show, how Actually, did you do this? <laughs> yeah. Apart from anything else. But there you go. You can't get a lot more whimsical than that, can you? We all thought something wonderful had happened and and it turned out to be something completely Yes, different.
0: yes. I, I mean, I, I hope the, the, the guy, what's his name? I think it's Neil Ackerman, the... Um, Historic Environment Record, um, chap, who uh, declared it, who called it, you know, yeah, (laughs) uh, is uh, is is taking it with dignity, taking it on the uh, (laughs) taking it on the shoulder. Yes, yeah, he he said he said said, quote the development was disappointing. (laughs) Yes, but I mean the the thing was fair dues. um, The uh, the farmer whose name I don't know or have forgotten. had re- done a really good job yeah. with this stone circle, except that it was, you know, by recumbent stone circle standards, it was pretty small. Yes, uh, and the and the stones were smaller than they would have been. But apart from that, he'd done a pretty good job. So, like, you know, I mean, just to go back, just to go back, it, it sort of nails the point about dating stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it does, that doesn't it? Yeah. Cl- just an absolute case of because something looks like something else and, you know, on the surface of it, um, th- there's no, th- no other evidence there, y- you've decided something's 5,000 years old. Yes. Because it's in Aberdeenshire and it looks like the other recumbent stone circles. Mm. in so Aberdeenshire, there Stephen Ste- Ste-
1: Ste- Stevenage, if you're yeah.
0: <laughs> Stephen Stevenage, you, the there point. is another answer to your question. <laughs> Isn't it just? How about that? Yeah, hey ho! There you go. Right. Well, I, I think that um, I think that just about wraps it up, Mister Soskin, for for another month. Uh, I think well, it does. Well done. And Pats on the back, all 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 round. <laughs> we hope, um, dear listener, that you enjoyed that, and if you did, and have been enjoying our other stuff, our pod, other podcasts, and our films, and uh, other trinkets coming your way that uh you'll consider becoming one of our patrons at uh, patreon.com which helps us Com. enormously absolutely it does even for as little as a less than a pound a month a dollar a month pa- um, packet of crisps. you can pack a uh, uh, packet of crisps think about that a packet of crisps a month <laughs> um you could be, become one of our supporters and uh help us going forward making the podcast making more films etc etc we'd be very grateful for your assistance go to um, patreon.com slash standing with stones and uh, you'll see that there are several levels that uh, you can choose from just uh, click on the uh, become a patron big red become a patron button and, uh, and see what transpires Yes. all right so that's it from us your thanks all for listening for hosts mr rupert soskin that's me Hooray! Bye. <laughs> and me michael bott goodbye <laughs> see you see you, see you. hear you whatever next time bye 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 folks bye <laughs>